0: Together, growing in faith, changing communities, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the book of Genesis, chapter 18, verses 1 to 15. In those days, the Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre. As he said, at the door of his tent in the heat of the day he lifted up his eyes and he looked and behold three men stood in front of him when he saw them he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said my lord if i have found favor in your sight do not pass by your servant let a little water be brought and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree, while I fetch a moselle of bread, that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on. Since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal needed, And make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took cuts and milk and the calf, which he had prepared, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you in the spring, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you in the spring and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied saying, I did not laugh for she was afraid. He said, no, but you did laugh. A few things here that are worth noting. The humanness of Abraham. The generosity of Abraham. The hospitality of Abraham. They're so beautiful. The first thing that I find interesting and beautiful is that Abraham is by his house. And he notices these three people, by the way, who are strangers. He doesn't know them. Only us know that it's the Lord. He doesn't know. But Abraham rushes and he goes to them and he invites them in. He says, don't go by, just come in. Have some water, wash your feet and rest a bit under the tree while I prepare something for you. There's this humanness in in most people. This desire to provide for someone else. And, and, and you find this, I mean, I remember seeing this as, as a child growing up. I mean, growing up at home and in many families, hence for me, this is normal. You don't let someone come into the house and leave without offering them anything to eat or let alone to drink. It is frowned upon. I, I know it in in an, in an African culture, in a, in a South African African culture, where if somebody comes into the house, give them something to eat, give them something to drink. but you also find this in the scriptures. But Jesus is in the wilderness and with the people. And he says, we cannot let them go home like this. We have to provide for them. And the disciples are saying, but Lord, we have not enough. Even if we were to took from the funds, it will still not be enough. But Jesus insists. Give them something to eat. You know, there's so much food in the world. There shouldn't be people who are starving. There's so much. If only we stopped being greedy and we are willing to share. You know, often going into a restaurant... You know, we could go with friends, depending how many we are. And we can order a good plate of food, good drink. And in our days, two people, three, four people can spend a couple of thousands, just over one meal. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm not talking against that. But I'm also saying there's still so much that we could do for others. There are families who are battling who don't know where their next meal will come from. There are children who cannot be at school because they just don't have school uniform. They don't have school shoes. There are young women Coming of age, who struggle, have no sanitary towels, have no basics of hygiene. And yet there's so much that is wasted every day. There are families who throw food away, not because it has rotten. They just don't want to eat it anymore. Imagine if each one of us took a responsibility and made a resolution. I will provide for those who are less fortunate. And there may be some of us who say, but Father, I do want to provide, but I just don't know where to go. And that's true. You may not know, but there are some of us who do know the people who are in need. The people who are starving. I've seen young people who are brilliant, finished matric, capable, capable, but they can't go to varsity; they don't have money to register. And so the question is, what can I do to alleviate poverty? Yes, it's all good and well to say it's the function of the government, and that's true. But I think from a Christian point of view, it is a Christian duty. Matthew 25, when I was hungry, when I was sick, when I was thirsty, when I was in prison, When I was naked. Where were you? But Lord we didn't see you. In so far as you did it. To the least of my brothers and sisters. You did it to me. It is a Christian duty. To look after those. Who can't look after themselves. What is my contribution? How am I helping. The other person. To live a better life. And I'm taking from what I have. I'm sharing from what I have. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.